This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's unprofessionalism. Okay, apparently I can stand it because I narrate it on a fortnightly basis, but give the Nincompoop some credit, at least they try. The alarm voice, on the other hand, clearly that guy just phoned it in. Alarm, alarm, is that really supposed to galvanize someone to action? Sorry, sorry. So, the last time we met, the mysterious woman in Le Bichon Frise's room was wandering about the Oz-9, and in their haste to find her, Captain Madeline stepped on something on a control console that would be alarming if the alarm voice weren't so completely tepid. Alarm. Alarm. Greg, what was alarm. that? I- I'm trying to look, Captain, alarm. but you kicked some of my mane over my eyes. Since when do zebras alarm. have manes? I'm not a alarm. real zebra. Still, a little historical alarm. accuracy? Is that too much to Alarm. ask? One thing she knows. Uh, maybe we could get back Alarm. to the situation at hand. Olivia, Alarm. kill the alarm. Oh. oh, finally. That guy gets on my nerves. Captain! Whoa! Look where you're flying! What are you doing up here? I'm trying to board Greg. Board. Would you prefer mount? Repulsive. Oh. Oh. God, I wish I hadn't said that. You and me both. Anyway, the alarm went off. What happened? Is it Glenda? Uh, The captain here stepped on something on the console. Uh, We're not sure what. Well, which button is it? I don't know. I moved my foot. Why? Because some of us don't have a hover control, Colin. Oh, God. I have some very close friends in Sweden. They're going to start taking it personally. I heard the alarm. What happened? A little issue with the console. The captain here lost her balance. I heard the alarm, didn't I? It's terrible. What's going on? Our commander-in-chief stepped on a button. Which button? Oh, poor Sweden. The alarm went off? I... nope. Not explaining it again. Leet and Dr. Theo beat you back here? Oh, I found the one part of the ship where my shoe magnets work. The alarm? She is speaking. 
okay, okay, so apparently that stupid alarm actually does work. Oh, goodness! Is there a party happening here? If you're going to boogie. Captain Madeline set off the alarm. Didn't you hear it? Uh, that's so very sounding fellow? <laughs> he makes me sleepy. See? Could you all please shut up a lot? I'm trying to figure out if Captain Clumsy Clogs here just turned another chunk of Sweden into Bokling. What is that? A smoked Baltic herring. Sometimes the things you know astonish me. Oh, come on. Everybody knows about Bokling. It's a traditional Halloween treat for children in Sweden. And we're back. The good news is, Sweden escaped this one relatively unscathed. Or, uh, unnewly scathed, anyway. And the bad news? Uh, some pods have popped open, I think. But the other good news is they've popped open quite a ways away, so chances are the murder protocol will have taken care of them before they can get to us. That is possibly the most mixed good news since the captain of the Titanic said, The good news is, we have lifeboats. <sighs> did I hear the alarm a bit echo? You didn't exactly rush to get here, did you? And why are you wearing a life jacket? I'm not entirely sure. It just seemed like a good idea. So, what's happened? <gasps> no. Olivia <sighs> sent Joe, Emily, and the other, uh, Howard to find the uh, guests. Let's try to keep them comfortable until... Guests? Pop some pods, did we? Did anyone find Frise's guest? Yes. It is about time we are returning to these. Who has found her? Perhaps it is time to be certain we are looking for who we think we are looking for, huh? Guys? Hello? Is this mic on? Uh, whom? You know, the negative conditioning has proven to be very effective in cases such as yours. Just a little pinch. <laughs> <laughs> Was that really necessary? Could someone possibly help me down from We've here? We've stopped searching. We need to be searching. Quiet! Dr. Von Habesetzer has a point. Frise, whom are we looking for? <clears throat> well, to be truly correct, the preposition you... Ow! We know who we're looking for. <clears throat> there, you see? It is working already. I cannot tell you. Why not? It would spoil the surprise. I am uh, thinking perhaps the surprise is already out of the pod, so to speak. Hmm? Oh? Uh, <clears throat> not exactly. Look, she's still wandering around alone. And we all know how impossible it is to navigate this endless nightmare of a ship. Not really. I even did heroic running, and I couldn't find her. Heroic running always works. Olivia, can't you get a lead on her? Track her body tag? She was in Pod Bay 3, remember? Above my pay grade. Well, track her heat signature. You're joking. Do you know how big this ship is? I reckon only the plants can... Oops. We have to save her! The baddie is locked up. Remember? Colin is right. We must find our guest and make her feel welcome. And then we must send her home. Send her home? How? Well, perhaps this is my surprise. Mm-hmm. Captain, would you uh, like to step down? What, and put Jesse in charge? I don't think so. Actually, I meant, could you uh, step down from the console before you, I don't know, uh, jettison our bioswamp or uh, set off the sprinklers? Jesse is next in line? Really? I've had training. I'm Scottish. I look who you're talking to. That's it. If none of you will help, I'll find her myself. 
No. No one goes alone with those plants on board. Colin, you take Freeze with you. Dr. Theo, you're with me. <laughs> I thought I was with you. How about you go with Dr. Von Habesetzer? Well, I am perfectly happy to accompany Dr. Bromance. I'm sorry, is that how you say it? <laughs> you know, we could perhaps talk sharp, as, as you Americans say, or talk lab, eh? <laughs> this is my joke for today. Yes, I think that's the best arrangement, since you're still up there, Captain. Fine. Albatross, you get lead. Ready, Greg? For ages. Stand still. I'll stay here on the bridge. And do what, exactly? We're on a spaceship. In space. Sometimes I think we lose track of that. (laughs) You're going to sit in the captain's chair and make pew-pew noises, aren't you? Don't you have somewhere less important to be? All righty, then. Let's yippee-ki-yay. I'm pretty sure there's more to that expression. Go! I think we're looking for a dog. Do you? Hmm. Why do you say that? Apparently, Freeze used Greg's kidneys to call Southers back on Earth and tell him he had his dog. He, Freeze, and his Southers dog. Freeze A called Southers? Yep. Said he had the dog and wanted to know how to get the dog back to him. Him, Southers. Yes, I think I can follow the pronouns. Thank you. What did Southers tell him? Uh, He didn't. The guy interrupted. Uh, There was a bear. A bear? Big animal. Furry, lots of teeth? Yes. I'm well aware of what a bear is. Uh, There was a bear, so he had to hang up. He Southers. Exactly. So, you're saying there's a way back to Earth? Free seems to think so. And he thinks Southers knows what it is. It's probably just a shuttle. This is a very big ship. We haven't explored more than, what, 5% of it? If that. Joe has. That's true. You like Colin? I beg your pardon? You like Colin? Are we going somewhere with this? I also like Cheese and Tom Stoppard plays. Mmm, not like, like Cheese and that other thing. I mean, you like him like you might make him your password like him. I'm guessing that means you probably don't want to find Glenda. His wife Glenda, not evil Jesse's sister Glenda. And I don't mean evil Jesse, I mean Jesse's evil sister, Glenda. Uh, I'm kind of tangled right now. (laughs) I understand you, which is alarming, honestly. That's why I said it was a dog, not Glenda. Uh, Unless the dog is named Glenda, which I really hope it isn't. (laughs) Agreed, and thank you. For considering my feelings, Leet. You didn't say no. Didn't I? Was I supposed to? When I said you like Colin, you didn't say no. No, I didn't, did I? So you do like him. 
let's say, slightly more than cheese, but a bit less than Tom Stoppard plays. <laughs> Please, don't tell him. Nope, but I think he'd be happy to hear it. First, let's make sure it's a dog. That's fair. Having wasted a not inconsiderable amount of time, the crew are back to searching for whomever was recently freed from their pod. And, as expected, former Captain Jesse has leapt into the captain's chair and is making pew-pew noises. On Earth, having been freed by a... uh, let's just say frisky demigod, our would-be heroes are legging it out of the tunnels to try and figure out what plan is afoot. Or a hoof, whatever. Oh, dang it! We lost Southers and Glenda! Well, you know, I must say, I assumed our time enjoying Southers' loyalty would be short, but that was microscopic. Hmm? However, in terms of hostages, I think we've rather traded up. Hmm? Than you. Hostages? Works for me. Come on, Felonius. Let's hear it. What's the plan. I'm sure I have no idea. I'm just a lackey, remember? Wait, where's Pluto? He is unable to leave the tunnels now. I'm afraid you're on your own. Oh yeah, like he's been such a big help so far. What do you need him for? Spell it before I spill something of yours. I mean blood, in case that's not clear. Yes, I find threats are rather more threatening if you don't then Explain them. Mm. Top tip. I was afraid he might think I meant his chocolate milk or something. I don't have any. Any what? Chocolate milk. I'm unlikely to assume that's what you meant when I don't have any. That was just a poor example. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, the only liquid I have besides my own would be the Yoohoo I brought for Pluto. Joke's on you, then. You who is chocolate milk. Not really. I'd interrupt, but I'm kind of fascinated by how off-topic this is. How far do you think they can go? We were frozen recently by an ancient god with one hoof, gold shorts, and a sweet tooth. And we're running from giant alien plants. And? No and. Sometimes I just have to say it out loud in the hopes that someone will shout, April Fools! And it'll all be over. Is, uh, is, 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 is you who like Horlicks? Well, actually... No, stop. Never mind. You. You. We want to hear the plan. Either you tell us now, or we throw you back in there with Pluto and the plants and track down Tiberius. Ha! Oh, damn it. Oh. I usually wave my cane around for emphasis at this point in my ultimatums, but I, I, I don't seem to, to have it. Does anyone, anyone see where I left it? Anyone? <sighs> Southers and Glenda can't have gotten far. Let's chase them down. No. No offense, honey, but 
that's not a great idea. We've got one bad guy to keep track of. Let's not have three. Bad guy? Me? Hmm, I must say, I find that oddly flattering. Oh, you're not the big bad wolf, honey. More like the naughty puppy who tinkled on the rug. I'm with Julie. Straight to the source. Do not pass go. Okay, so what's our next step? I remember I had it at the campground. Didn't I? Was, it, was that the... Oh. This is us. Maybe um, concentrate here. Oh, Julie. Julie, Julie, Julie. It's a very important cane. It's a stick with a fluorescent light on it. Yes, and your house is where you keep your underpants. But that's not all it is, is it? <sighs> Whatever you think of me, you won't find Tiberius. He's long gone. As the plan dictated. Oh, so you do know the plan. Well, I... Uh, 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 he has Maggie. What? what? I know where he's taken her. I can take you to her. You realize I can call her right now to verify. <sighs> oh, right. He doesn't have her. But it's only a matter of time before he thinks of it. Or someone smarter does. Like Glinda. Oh, he's right. We've got to get to Tiberius before she does. I know a shortcut. Uh, sorry, to his office? Why would there be a shortcut to his office? It's not through the jungle and left a bit. It's just over there. Fine. I have a key to the back door. We won't have to get past Argus. That jacket is who? Men's warehouse? You'll never get past Argus in that. No idea who Argus is, but if this is faster, let's do it. Felonius. What? You use my daughter as a pawn again, for real or not, and I'll feed you to Gertie. Then I'll give her the Heimlich and feed you to her again. Are we clear? Yeah. No, Ben. I really must do a course on the proper application of threats. Oh, I took a class like that at MCCACEC. It was called... How to scare the bejesus out of your arch nemesis and minor nemeses. Oh. And uh, how did that go? It was cancelled when I was the only student to show up for the second class. Actually, the professor didn't show up either. But I still got an A. Huh. Shall we? Uh, this way. Follow me. The ground crew finally have a plan. Or something plan-like, anyway. So, as the long, dark, frankly endless night stretches on for as long as the plot dictates, they creep as quietly as possible from the tunnels, across the golf course, and to the rear entrance of the French Lick Springs Resort. The night is silent, but for the crickets, and a single, distant, rifle shot. Oh, good! Sounds like someone untied Charlie. Is everything all right? No one's bleeding? Good lord, we're all fine. I, I don't think he's even trying anymore. Hang on. Bless. I think Felonius is bleeding. Oh my god! Charlie managed to hit someone! Chocolate. You must have broken a Yoohoo bottle? Uh, thank goodness. I thought I was done for. Why did you even hire him? Hmm? He has about as much chance of hitting someone as I do of. of um. Of? Hang on, I'm I'm just trying to think of something I can't do. We Uh. didn't 
hire him. We inherited him. He's part of the old Showertorium gang. The what? Keep moving. The Showertorium. In the days before the resort was built, there was a sort of underground society of mad old rich men who met here. How is that different from now? Okay, we're here. Give me your key. I'm perfectly capable of opening a door. Give me the key, or you won't be. <gasps> there! You see? Now that's a threat! Ha! Ah, oh, well done! <laughs> if, uh, unexpected. Gee, <laughs> thanks. Okay, which way from here? To jail, I think you'll find. You set off the alarm. Ah, yeah, I, I don't hear anything. Hmm? Anyone? Anyone? Nope. It's a silent alarm. Anything to do with this bit of wire here? What? How did you... What did you... Oh, come on. I know an optosense fiber optic cabling alarm when I don't see one. Don't see one? The cable is buried 12 to 18 inches deep to avoid detection. Well, then how exactly did you detect it? The Optisense is an acoustic system that listens for footsteps. So you gotta put all your noisy stuff a minimum distance away so it doesn't drown out what that little Dickens is listening for. I figured when I saw that all the resort's ice machines were no less than 15 feet from the exterior walls and the HVAC boxes were spaced so far apart, well, that's gotta be what the alarm system is that they're using. It's just common sense. And you know how to disable it? Guess we'll find out. But let's hurry just in case. Lead on, Felonius. Any more tricks like that, and you'll lose a finger. Julie? He threatened our daughter, Ben. Right. True. Okay. I must say, you lot are quick learners when it comes to being threatening. Hmm? <laughs> oh, keep an eye out for my cane, will you? Yes, I, I can't remember if I had it when, uh, when Glenda and I came in earlier. So, the showertorium. Why do you care? There's more going on here than I know of. I'm just trying to figure out how far back it goes. I don't know much more. Only that the showertorium was just that at first. A place where very rich men could come, take a shower in the natural sulfur waters. They thought it would make them live longer and be more virile. Down these stairs. Holy cow. How far down do these stairs go? Remember G2HQ's parking garage? Keep talking, Polonius. Fine, but please stop stepping on my heels. I wouldn't expect someone in Red Wings to know this. But these shoes are very expensive. Ooh, you want to watch it with that kind of talk, Mester. The stalls are still in place underground, and occasionally some of the old boys still come around to use them. Is how long ago was the showertorium built? Well, they're not aqueducts, if that's what you mean. But some of the oldest showers date back centuries. The original French Lick Resort was built in 1845, and I believe the showers were quite old even then. How far underground are they? Far. Tiberius claims the showertorium was built by a relative of his. 
and therefore it belongs to him and his brother. You don't agree? Where exactly are we going? According to some records I found, Tiberius comes of humbler stock. I believe his ancestor was the janitor. As no one is disputing his claims, he'll probably end up with it. Yeah, surely it's not worth much, though. Hmm? I mean, how much will people pay nowadays to be infected with ancient athlete's foot? Huh? Hey. Well, that was unexpected. Oh, don't stop. Who, who's at the front? I don't like this. I feel like we're walking into a trap. A very dark, deep, underground trap. I think Felonius here knows that leading us into a trap would be the last thing he'd ever do. Oh, you just hang in there, Ben. Remember, we're doing this for Maggie. Maggie. Right. The showatorium itself isn't of particular value, other than as a curiosity. The value was its... Uh, discretion. The men who came here were men of power. They came to talk with one another, privately. What? Like kings and presidents in the end? <laughs> of course not. Kings, presidents, generals, CEOs. <laughs> That's not where the power lies. This was the seat of true power. The viziers, the lieutenants, the right-hand men. The men who sit behind the throne and rule from the shadows. Oh, running round naked and flipping each other with towels, no doubt. As don't panic, not so much the seat of power as the shower of power, then. Uh, it's a bit off-putting, though, isn't it? Mm? I mean, empires rising and falling, depending on whether some bored second son gets the lemongrass soap or his ivory doesn't float. <laughs> what do you think goes on in men's shower rooms? Oh. Benny, Ben, Ben, I know precisely what happens in men's shower rooms. <laughs> How often must I remind you that I am a master of disguise? Hmm? <laughs> Look, I am French. Well, yeah, but a shower room? I mean, not even you could fake that. Oh, oddly enough, you know, it was usually the chest hair that gave the game away. <laughs> Do you have any idea how hard it is to find a really high-quality chest mat that sticks in the shower? Alone further south. I'm begging you. Stop. I can't even look at you now. She's right, though. Little tip, Mrs. Sheffield. I'll be soaps or heck on your average adhesive. So you spirit gum, or you'll have to sneak in your own soap, which can be tricky. Oh... Oh, that's very good to know, Donna. Thank you. Now, by the by, how do you know that? Hmm? Oh, I'm a temp. You wouldn't believe the jobs they send me on. Ah, I'm finding it hard to believe already. Huh. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate... I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and & Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face-deep in the box. 
It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp pooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. It smells like fabric softener down here. Lots and lots of fabric softener. A great many freshly laundered and fluffed towels have descended that same staircase. Welcome to... the Showatorium. Well, oh, good it's God. about diggity-doggity-ding-dang time y'all showed up. Oh, come on! You're here? Care to try out the facilities? Now, this here is my favorite style. I call this showerhead the Flaymaster 5000. Water pressure will nearly skin you alive, but in the best possible way. What are you doing here? What are we doing here? Why, why did we come? How have we got? When did we make a? Where is my cane? Mrs. Sheffield, you have a great many questions. I and do. I have a great many answers, but only a handful of patience. So I suggest you select your interrogatories carefully. This place is huge. How many stalls are in here? 401. The sacred number. Long may it lather. Long may it lather. Excuse me? Yeah, was that? 401. Long Long may may it lather. lather. 401. Long Long may may it lather. lather, Donna. 401. Long Long may it lather. Stop that! What is the sacred number? <laughs> yes, I've, I've got that, thank you. I mean, where does it come from? It's, uh... Well, we're not gonna tell you. It is that sacred. You mean you don't know? Does it matter? Who knows? Well, but it might. Why are the showers so tall? As befits the true kings of commerce. Felonius, you talk so much ding-dang baloney, I'm surprised Oscar Mayer hasn't tried to pat in your face. Okay, so a lot of rich guys used to shower here and share secrets. What has that got to do with us, or Gated Galaxies, or the Oz-9, or, or, or alien plants? Those aren't just any showers, Ben, my boy. And the only thing coming out of them spigots is sulfur water. And they weren't made tall for all them mighty captains of industry. (laughs) Most of them are tiny. What else have you seen around here that's that big? I don't know. Pluto? Seriously? That many shower stalls for one guy? Oh, heck no. So, they've been here a lot longer than we thought. Landed with the pyramids, we reckon. Not that there's any connection. Friends? Guests and appetizers. <laughs> Welcome to the true G2 HQ. 
Well, I know there are a lot of revelations to unpack here, but my brain is still stuck on the Flaymaster 5000. I think it might be baths for me from now on. Ugh. So, it appears the true power behind gated galaxies is plants. Alien plants. Sulfur-loving alien plants under French Lick, Indiana. Okay, that's where we are now. You've been listening to David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Richard Cowan as Leet, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Eric Perry as Mr. Southers and Dr. Von Hobbesetzer, Erie Alexander as Julie, Bonnie Brantley as Donna and Jesse, Kevin Hall as Flonius and Greg, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Aaron Clark as Labishan Frise and Ben, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. I'm going to take a bath now. A bath. Until next time, Space Monkeys. Narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style. She's the rhythm. She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place. Your first step, the call to... is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.